Hi, and welcome to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. If you're tired of yo-yo dieting and want to learn how to permanently lose the weight in a way that it's simple, easy, and fun, you are in the right place because I can teach you how. I am your host, Chris Berlingeri, MD. Come on, let's go. Hello, my friends. Welcome back to the Joyful Weight Loss Podcast. I am so happy that you're here and it fills me so much with joy every time that I that I notice that I notice that you're listening or whenever you tell me that you're listening and that you're enjoying it and this has been so helpful for you like it really motivates me so much keeps me going and I'm just so thankful for each one of you how are you today the day this releases at least is April the 1st happy April Fool's Day Um, can you believe one third of the year has gone by? One third, no, I'm sorry, my math. One fourth, one fourth of the year has gone by. Can you believe it? That we're in April already, in spring. It just went by so quickly. My baby is graduating kindergarten. <laughs> um, how are you doing? How are your new year goals going? If you're anything like I was by now, I was already, you know what, whatever, I'll think about that later. And that later would mean a month later because my birthday is in May. And, you know, in May, whatever you have a birthday, you kind of like, it's kind of like a New Year's Eve or New Year's Day where you're kind of like thinking about the last year of your life and then thinking about the next year of your life. So in my case, you know, I had the wonderful opportunity to do those things twice a year, New Year's Eve and day, and then on my birthday, halfway through the year. Anyway, all of this to say that, listen, it's not too late. It's not too late. I'm opening the doors for the Joyful Weight Loss Group Coaching. And I want you to join me. I want you to have some fun, get to learn everything that I teach here on the podcast and take it to the next level because I'm there with you. You have 24-7 access to me when you are in my coaching group. So I want you to take advantage of that. It's not too late. It's never too late. Come on. If you have any questions, please send them my way, Chris Berlingeri, MD at gmail.com. Send in my way. Let's get on a call. I'll answer any questions that you have. Like, seriously, it's been, I just, this group that I have right now is about to end. And it's just so amazing. Such a privilege to me to see everything that they're le learning, the traction that they're gaining. It's just so beautiful to see the transformation. And I don't want you to miss out. So come on and join the Joyful Weight Loss Group Coaching Program. You're not going to regret it. It's going to be the best dollar spent. So today, I want to talk to you about how I define healthy eating. And again, like I did on the last up, um, episode, I'm not a nutritionist. And even though I'm a physician, I'm not really talking to you as your physician right now. To be quite honest, in medical school, they don't teach you much about nutrition. They teach you about the chemical compositions of foods and how they affect your body, where they're stored and the hormones, but not really nutrition. And again, for me, healthy eating, overall healthy eating, 
or a healthy diet, quote unquote, it's one that helps overall health. Because for me, a human being, it's body, mind, and soul, right? So we cannot do quote unquote healthy eating and then just forget about our emotions or forget about our mind. So I think, first of all, healthy eating takes into consideration your overall wellness as a complete human being. And this is one of the questions I get asked the most. And one of the questions that even when you join my program, something that probably we coach on every week, multiple times, is the issue of healthy food, healthy diet. What should I eat? What should I eat? Okay. So even though I've spoken about this throughout the entire podcast um, in different episodes, I just wanted to devote, I've been thinking about this, meditating on this for quite a while now, and I have just formulated for me the definition of healthy eating. And again, when I mention healthy eating, health in the sense of the complete human being, okay? So what is healthy eating for me? It's a way of eating in which you remain curious, aware and open, and responsive to what your body is communicating to you. What? I'm going to say that one more time. It's a way of eating in which you remain curious, aware, open and responsive to what your body is communicating to you. And like I've done before, I love the analogies of your relationship with food as your relation or your body as your relationship with with your partner. Let's start with curiosity. One of the reasons we are overweight or underweight and overall not healthy, either physically or emotionally, is because we're disconnected from our bodies. It's kind of like, again, in couples, we get disconnected from each other. We stop listening to each other. We stop asking questions. And next thing we know, we're living like parallel, different lives. And we don't, when the kids get out of the house, they graduate, they go to college. We're like, and who are you? We say to our spouse, right? I mean, I'm not there yet, but this is what I hear from people who are in that stage. So curiosity, because again, one of the reasons we are not healthy It's because we're disconnected from our bodies. From very early on, we are taught that when we should eat, when we should sleep, how we should feel. And we learn slowly to dissociate ourselves from our bodies. Don't you see this with kids? I am, I was um, guilty of that. No, you have to eat now because we don't know we're going to eat again. Or we have to eat now because you need to take a nap afterwards. And you know what's convenient for me as a mom, not because a child is hungry or not. And I remember my dad would always say, you know what? Kids will not, if they have food available, they will not die of starvation as long as they have food available. And that's so true because they know. What does a newborn do? They cry when they're hungry and they stop when they have had enough. So we start learning from a very young age to just stop listening to what our body has to say to us. So we stop feeling our feelings. We stop tuning in with our bodies and we just kind of like continue on default like robots. Okay, I eat because it's five. I eat breakfast because it's the, 
most important meal of the day. Whenever I start working with my clients, even on consultation calls before they start officially working with me, but just kind of like when they get on a call with me to ask questions and I ask them, do you eat when you're hung only when you're hungry? Every single one of them and myself included when I started this path didn't know how to answer that question because we are not stopping to ask ourselves if we're even hungry. So the first step is to be curious about what your body is actually telling you. Initially with hunger. How do you feel hunger? When do you feel hungry? Where do you feel it? Do you feel it in your stomach, in your brain, in your eyes? How is that pain? How is that feeling? Is it even painful? How, like, describe, like, if I were an alien or if you were talking to an alien, how will you describe hunger to them? And it's going to vary for each one of you. Not everybody feels hungry at the same time. And not everybody feels hungry the same way. My kids, they don't eat breakfast. They are usually not hungry until like maybe 10, 11 in the morning. I am hungry from the moment probably that I wake up. <laughs> so it varies from person to person. So first with hunger. Ask questions, stay curious. Then with satiety, because satiety takes a little bit longer to, to decipher, right? How do I know I'm, I, I've had enough? Where do I feel it? What are the cues my body is telling me? What I, do I start scrolling on social media? Do I start fiddling with my food? Do I start, and this is me, this is what I've noticed, one of the signs that I know I'm like physically full, not full, but I have had enough is when I want to go unconscious because I'm not emotionally full and I want to keep eating emotionally, but physically I've had enough. So I watch my brain now that I kind of like slowed myself through the process is that moment when I would just want to go unconscious and completely, you know, check out for what I'm doing. I just keep eating without being present with myself. So we start being curious with hunger. Then we start being curious with satiety. And then eventually we want to get curious with the foods that we eat. How do they feel in our mouth? How do they feel in our body? How does the next bite feel? Because usually the first bite is very different to the fourth bite. I actually did this with peanut butter. Peanut butter for me was one of those foods that I overate. And I noticed when I stayed curious with peanut butter, I noticed that the first one or two bites are good. And then by the third and fourth, it started tasting bitter to me. And that's how I stopped overeating peanut butter, remaining curious and then aware. Because again, we react differently to different foods. How does, how does my body feel 15 minutes after I have this food? An hour about after I have had this food, the next day at the gym. So if you have a medical condition, let's say like diabetes, remaining curious would be, let me check my blood sugar and see how this food affects me. Or let me check my blood sugar when I haven't eaten for X amount of hours. That's part of the curiosity. If you are in performance, a performance athlete or into fitness like I am, how is my performance after I've had meals like this? How does that affect me when it's time to perform? In my work, curiosity, stay curious. 
Okay. Then the next step is remaining aware and open. And I debated whether if I should keep awareness and curiosity together and decided to separate them because let's go back to the, the, to the, the couple conversa conversation or analogy. I'm sorry. If you are in a conversation with your partner or in a blind date, let's say, curiosity asks questions. Awareness permits you to listen to what they have to say. Haven't you met people that ask you questions and as soon as you start answering, they interrupt you and then they just take over and they don't really listen to you? Or have you ever been in the position where you ask maybe a possible, like you're dating and I don't know, the the your date starts telling you something about their past that you don't really like and you like check out and you're like, oh, la, 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 la. I don't want to know this. Right? So it's one thing is to remain curious, ask questions. And then another thing is to listen to the response, to listen what it's saying. So you need to remain aware, open to what your body is responding to you. Like me, like me when my body is telling me that I'm reaching satiety and I want to check out. I don't want to remain aware. I don't want to listen because emotionally I want to keep eating. So we need to remain aware and open to what our bodies are telling us. It tells us and then we get more curious. Like when we're falling in love and getting to know that special someone, we want to know all about them. And again, when they start, when we start listening to something we don't like, if we close ourselves to that, then possibly we can end up in a dangerous situation. So we need to remain aware and listen even to the parts that we don't like so we can make a better decision so we can protect ourselves because if we want to be healthy we need to be willing to remain open and aware to what our bodies have to say it's like tiredness how many times your body's telling you go lay down it's 9 p.m it's 10 p.m you're tired and you're trying just to ignore that signal and sometimes we ignore it by drinking coffee eating more snacks because we want to do another laundry load we want to wash the dishes or whenever we are hungry and we keep ignoring those signals that we're hungry or when we are full and we keep ignoring those signals imagine if we don't remain aware in a gi emergency <laughs> right so i want you to keep in mind we're not at war with our bodies your mind and your body your soul are all together together right? And one of the main barriers to remaining curious and aware is one. I say this almost in every episode. Judgment. Yes, judgment. Remember, when we are in judgment, we close ourselves off. We don't get curious. It's just opposite. So in order to remain curious and aware, we cannot judge what it's coming, the, the, um, what our body is telling us, right? I shouldn't be hungry now. I shouldn't be eating now. I shouldn't have eaten that. Should is good with shame. I should eat more. I should eat less. I shouldn't eat this. I should eat that. Whenever you listen the should in your brain, that's judgment right in it there. Okay? And this is not so you can judge yourself about your judgment, right? And create this judgment spiral. But just notice it and change it to wonder. I wonder why I'm hungry now. I'm 
it's rare for me to be hungry at this time. Instead of like, oh, I shouldn't be hungry now and bling, bling, emergency. No, like I wonder. I wonder why I'm hungry now. I wonder why I'm eating if I'm not hungry. I wonder why I want to eat more. I wonder why today I haven't been that hungry. I wonder why my body has a craving for this. I wonder why I want to eat that. Change the shoots to wonder and that will open up the curiosity. Okay? So first we ask questions, curiosity. Then we remain aware and open. We listen to the answer of those questions. And again, if we notice the judgment, if we're closing ourselves up because of judgment, again, change the should to I wonder to remain curious and aware. And then what do we do? We ask questions, we get information, we listen. And then it's time, my friends, to decide what to do with that information. And this may be the part that takes the longest. I think probably lifelong to develop. This is the part where you take action. The curiosity and awareness are extremely important. And I would say it's half, if not more, the quote-unquote battle of weight loss or achieving any goal. Like that curiosity and awareness. And some people remain in this part longer than others. I have clients that, you know, it varies from client to client. And it is important to honor that time. Again, no judgment that this is going to slow. Because guess what happens when you judge that it's too slow? You make it even slower due to that judgment. And sometimes instead of thinking this is going to slow, you're thinking this should be going faster. So just watch again for the should. And it's very important to take your time there because it is with increased and increased awareness that you will be compelled to take action. You absolutely cannot change what you don't know needs to be changed. And most importantly, why it needs to be changed. One thing is to, to eat less because someone gives you a diet. Or stop eating bread because someone told you it's bad for you or whatever reason. One thing is doing that, right? Because somebody else tells you or because you think it's better for you or for whatever. You're confused. Sometimes I ask my clients, so why, why, why are you don't eat that? Like, I don't know because it's not healthy, says who? Well, I don't know, right? So one thing is to eat less because someone gives you a diet or stop eating bread because some or, or desserts, I don't know, because somebody tells you that it's bad for you. And when somebody, I insert their media, diet culture, your friend, social media, whatever. And another thing is to do it because of your awareness and reaction to your body to it. I'm like, oh, I noticed that when I overeat, I get sluggish. I don't think well. I'm not as present with my kids. I notice that when I eat bread, I get bloated. I wonder how it would be if I eat less bread. You see the difference? That's why it's not about like changing the composition of your meals. Like for example, I do 90%, 90 to 80, 80 to 90% no flour, no sugar. But it's not because I do it to lose weight or to maintain my weight or because it's bad for me. I do it because now with practice, by planning those foods in my protocol, in my plans, I've noticed, oh, when I eat this, I don't feel that good. The next day at the gym, you know, I have my goals in, at the gym. 
like, oh, I, I noticed that I'm heavier. I feel sluggier. I have, um, like, I'm just not as quick. I'm not as, re like, as I, I'm not quick to react in my workouts. With overeating again, I thought I loved to overeat. But then I noticed I'm not as present with my family. I check out. I lose that awareness. Then I feel really bad. I get heartburn. So in one end, if you change your eating because somebody else tells you to, it's going to feel restrictive and you're going to feel like a victim. But when you decide to do it out of curiosity and awareness, then you can take that same action, but it's going to feel more empowered because you know why you're doing it. It feels liberating. Nobody's telling you. You decide. And it feels self-loving and self-caring because you are like, you know what? I can definitely eat that, but I eat that, but I'm choosing not to because it just feels better in my body. And then you become the hero of your own story. Do you see the difference? And then the last part of it is the celebration. And I didn't mention this in my initial definition because I wanted to be kind of like a surprise. <laughs> but yes. Healthy eating for me is a way of eating in which you remain curious, aware, and open and responsive to what your body is communicating to you. And then you celebrate that. Because that's the secret sauce, not only for achieving your goal, but for fully enjoying it and maintaining your results. Remember, the primitive brain loves pleasure. Pleasure, either physical or emotional, with your thoughts, it doesn't know the difference. If you have relied on food and alcohol for pleasure, you need to make it see that it's pleasurable to exchange those for something else. Own your results. If your goal was to run for 30 minutes and you did 20, celebrate that. If your goal was to drink 64 ounces of water and you drank 48, celebrate that. We have the misconception that we achieve our goals by beating ourselves up into completing them. And I wonder if that's why we either A, never get there, or B, the results are not sustainable. Because who likes to be beat up? That's my first rule when you enter my program. No beating ourselves up is allowed ever, ever. I'd rather you not even start your, your journey to your goals. We need to own our results. Not at the end when we finally achieve our goal, but throughout the journey. Celebrate yourself. Celebrate the little steps. Focus on what you're doing good for yourself. You are worthy of celebrating. You don't need a size or a weight or anyone else to tell you so. Practice celebrating yourself, even during the overeats. Look for ways you can learn from them and celebrate at least the fact that you're still showing up. Like listening to this podcast, you're still showing up. Watch that brain of yours try to go to the negative. Oh, but I did this. Oh, but I just, just pivot. Like, no, 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 no. Let's just stop right there. And this is something that I've shared before. I'm going to share it again here. This is from the book, The Gap and the Gain. This is my main takeaway from that book. I loved it. Highly recommended by Dan Sullivan. Every day, you can do well. You can do this every week. You can do this every day. You can do this every hour. Like you can do this 
at however interval feels doable to you that you're not going to beat yourself up for not doing. <laughs> like, but every day try to, when you go to sleep, those last minutes before you go to sleep, what are the three wins of the day? What are those three wins? Like, look for those wins. We need to train our brains to look for those wins. And then after you celebrate those three wins for the day, then ask yourself, what are going to be my three wins of tomorrow? And then you prime your brain for that for the next day. So again, this is my definition of healthy eating. It's a way of eating which remain curious, aware, open, and responsive to where your body is communicating to you and in which you celebrate yourself all along the way. So as you can see, um, with this definition of healthy eating, we take into consideration what our own body needs are because our bodies are different. There's not a one size fits all solution for all of us, particularly when you take into consideration um, the activities that each person does or their medical conditions. There's not a one size fits all answer to healthy eating for everybody like you are the authority on your body you are the one if you ask question and pay attention and remain aware you are the ultimate authority of what's best for you and your body for your health and your wellness we need to really understand this we're so used that somebody else out there, outside of us, it's the expert of our own bodies and our needs. When you have all the information that you need, you just need to listen. Listen. Okay? Again, you have the answer. And of course, I'm going to help you if you sign up with me. And I'm going to give you some guidance and to get in tune with your body. But because it can be scary. And you're like, oh my God, I'm, I've never done this. I'm going to be walking by myself, like all alone. No, no, that's what I'm here for you. I'm going to hold your hand through the process. But again, ultimately, you are the authority on what you need for your health. And again, health, not only physical health, but mentally and emotional. Okay? I love you guys. I'll see you next week. Thank you for tuning in. Bye-bye. Hey, thank you for joining me today. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you don't miss a beat. Also, if this was helpful for you, share it with a friend and also you can share it in social media. It helps get the podcast to more and more people. Also, if you want to download my free planning guide, make sure you go to my website, chrisberlingerimd.com. I would love to see you there. I'll see you later. Bye-bye.